Hi guys, um, so I'm just having a lot of thoughts today, um, and I can't really sleep because I'm just thinking about, um, a lot of the racial violence that's going on here in, um, the U.S., um, and I have a lot of thoughts on my mind that feel like they're too much to just keep inside, so... I felt like it might be a little resourcing for other people who are thinking about these things for me to share this. Um, so just gonna kind of talk from my, my stream of mind. Um, so I just finished watching Lama Rod Owen's um, live IG video about a letter to white people and in the video, Lama Rodowins kind of talked about rage at inauthentic kindness towards white people. I mean, from, from white people towards um, black people. And this is just from lived experience. So, um, from my own lived experience, I'll start with that. My dad is half black and half white. All my life, he's really been reconnecting with black pride. Um, he grew up in New York in a very white neighborhood with his mom, who, my grandma, she's white. And he always never really knew what world he belonged to. Um, he felt too white with the black kids and too black with the white kids. Um, and his dad was never really in the picture. His dad was a Vietnam War vet. And he went to the war too young. And he was traumatized by the war in a time when People had no idea what PTSD was, um, so I've never met him. My dad has not seen him except for once since he was three years old. Um, and obviously there's a lot of trauma in that. Um, Vietnam. The Vietnam War was a lot of black, young black Americans went to go fight in the Vietnam War. Um, and it was started by a false flag from the US. Kind of read about that in Howard's and People's History. Um, so just kind of discussing different parts of my lived experience and my past few generations of lived experiences in my family because when we're talking about the nervous system that's a very concrete it's a very real it's a very tangible thing and so is generational trauma and generation intergenerational things that get passed down I'm a huge believer in everything that has, everything that has to do with 
ancestry, ancestral work, and even studying wisdom from really ancient cultures. But if we're looking at the things that are kind of closest to us, in our bodies and the ways we grew up in our childhoods um, and the people who raised us, we may be looking um, at this very real piece of how your nervous system is designed to react certain ways to fearful things, but there can be patterns in your family. Say your family, um, my, my great-grandfather was homophobic and racist. As a European-American, he probably had that passed down, you know? His family came here, um, as people who were coming during a legacy of indigenous Native Americans um, and being ki killed and genocide from, you know, so many people who weren't welcome on the land, who, who didn't embrace the beautiful beliefs they had about the land and the spirits of the land and the buffalo, and, and so many beautiful rituals. Um, these people came and, and they did not, they did not connect to any of that. They simply thought that their way was the right way. And bringing it back to this time, kind of through just talking you through my generational stories um, of trauma um, on the white side of my family, um, the white quarter of that makes me up. Um, the white quarter that that makes me up. You can kind of see how deeply the lived experiences and narratives of a person can connect to their heart and really kind of, as I was hearing Lama, Lama Radoan say, really set up the situations of the lifetime so that you, I mean, you're suffering and then you're suffering and you feel it so deeply that you want to get free, you want to be you want to have liberation, you want to start to embody more compassion and loving kindness, even if it's for people who have intergenerationally done you and your family lineage wrong. Um, you want to combine that rage that you have and, and the love of um, just being human, um, and yeah, it's, it is really powerful to talk about these things, it's very, you really feel it in your body, um, I feel like chills and like a really powerful sensation in my heart as I talk about all this intergenerational trauma, um, I mean just think of all your ancestors, all of their lives, 
how many stories are just in your life? How many stories are just in my life at 21? How many stories must have been experienced through our through my ancestors and your ancestors and all of our ancestors senses and um and emotions and bodies and minds um it's like kind of overwhelming to think of all that but back to what i was saying before I do the work that I do because I understand that who you are now may be a snapshot in time, but it's not just that. It's where stories were made of all these different conditions when we come into this life. We're not just unconditional floating around as we may have been. Um, before we came into this life we have all these conditions and studying intergenerational trauma has really helped me understand to understand these things i think that what another guiding thing that lama rod owens um said was that just paraphrasing it, you know, the rel we have the relative and we also have the absolute. So I deeply, deeply believe in compassion and loving kindness and really just forgiveness, forgiving the white parts of me for racism and, um, and the, the white straight parts of my family for homophobia and the black parts of my family for for well we're just focusing on the white part right now <laughs> let's just see what's immediately culturally powerful um has the power dynamic of being dominant um, and I haven't even addressed my Chinese and Taiwanese sides, but that's like a whole nother thing. <laughs> that's like a whole nother video that require would require a lot of crying. What I'm trying to do here is really feel within my body and my heart as I talk about these things. When you're able to feel, that's when you're able to forgive. You can't forgive when you're not connecting to it and you're just numb because that is I talked about that in a post before um that's just dissociating dissociating feels good you, f you get endorphins in your body um you you, f you may feel numb in your body you're not connected to your body you're not connected to your emotions and a lot of people do this to deal with all of the pain and trauma of a lot of things. Everybody might do this, but especially when we're talking about racial dynamics and intergenerational trauma in relation to that and power dynamics, we really have to think about it because you're not just gonna go through life as a white person or your white side um, fully feeling the pain and trauma that has been caused to 
people that through slavery and colonization are focusing on black people right now because of specifically African Americans because of um, the recent violence that's that has happened of white bodies against black bodies um, but obviously a lot of other harm has been done from white people to indigenous people in America and a lot of other places, Australia. As the world becomes more globalized, it's not just, you know, saying white and black is very relative to the US. So as the world becomes more globalized, we're really seeing that it's not really about it's hard to say this right, but it is about the color of the skin, but here it's relative to the dynamics of colonization. So, just talking about these really difficult topics, um, you know, people dissociate because it's, e it's the easy thing to do, um, and they don't have the resources or the resilience not to not to dissociate to to undissociate to come out of dissociation to upregulate might mean to lose all your family and, and friends you're going against all the values that they might have taught you but taking the relative and the absolute into account again you're realizing that in this human lifetime um, in this human lifetime, you're choosing forgiveness in the absolute sense. You're choosing compassion. You're choosing to look at the bigger perspective and the intergenerational trauma that has been caused to black people, um, like, really intensely within the past, like, couple centuries. Um, and when you feel that, when you feel that, I don't think there is a choice. I don't think there is a choice when you stop dissociating and you feel all the pain and suffering. I think that humans are inherently good. I think that dissociation is a natural response. I think that we have to try, especially white people, um, especially people of descent that have had power um, culturally and just, you know, almost like cliques of families that have just protected themselves from feeling the pain and suffering they've caused, um, throughout the generations. I think it's a responsibility to feel, to take action and not just, feeling is good. But, you know, think about it. Black people, a lot of times, we have no choice but to feel because we can dissociate and that's where a lot of intergenerational trauma comes in with, like, alcohol addiction and different drug addictions because it's, it's a need to disconnect from all the intergenerational pain that has been caused. But, but, um... And you know, I'm not saying that 
white people don't dissociate because of course it's a human thing to dissociate when the pain is too great but what we really need to do is we need to to come out of dissociation in our nervous system and I think white people really need to integrate all of these feeling a lot like in my body but um I think that once you come out of dissociation there's no choice about there's no question about alleviating the suffering that people in your lineage may have caused um a great book about this is I think it's called Healing Ancestral Karma or Healing Family Karma. Um, all I'm saying is that the relative here is what I'm talking about, black and white people, racial violence, power dynamics, all of that. The immediate state of the nervous system, fear, you know, fear between black and white people, division and separation. When it comes to the absolute, I'm talking more about Tibetan Buddhism, I'm talking about quantum physics, I'm talking about um, forgiveness, forgiveness and healing, I'm talking about taking accountability, I'm talking about people who've had the power, giving back the power, restoring to equality, taking action, not just using words or emotions, and I'm talking about a way that I believe is possible for us to live more in harmony, like the plants. Of course, it's a very, you know, I'm not painting a picture like everything is perfect within the plant and animal world, like no. But respect is possible, and um, I've, I fully believe in the principles of Tibetan Buddhism, like, I fully believe that it's possible to live in a world where more and more people are healing their intergenerational trauma more and more people are not just taking talk therapy not just dealing with their mind but going on a really deep level to the nervous system the physiology of the body the trauma that's been held stored within the body we're not just moments in time, we're whole storybooks, we're whole complex beings with so much stored within us. Um, and I think more and more people are not willing to just 
just settle with the dissociation or settle with the with the coping mechanisms I think that I think from my lived experience once the suffering um, the trauma and the the feelings in your nervous system of being shut down um, having no one to talk to about intergenerational trauma all of these things all they do is is they bring people into community to learn about their bodies to learn about how to how to help themselves and how to help other people you know it is really hard coming out of dissociation coming out of dissociation feeling things probably getting isolated from your friends and family but i believe that's something really wonderful about the finally getting a little optimistic in my speech something really wonderful about the internet and social media is that through hashtags and different things like that people can really gather um doing things like healing difficult relationships starting to learn about their attachment style starting to learn about their family dynamics, learning about family constellation, learning about intergenerational cultural trauma, of like if there was any slavery or um, imprisonment or co mass colonization or mass genocides, learning about how they can, learning about how these things can be felt within the body learning about how how these are stories but it's possible to create new stories it's possible to come out of dissociation to feel to have supportive resources um, that support you in your current conditions and relative conditions of this life to have absolute frameworks to help guide you like for me that's Tibetan Buddhism and, and guiding me in compassion and love and kindness for you it could be something else we each have such unique and personal journeys but I wanted to speak a little bit to my lived experience today because I was feeling a lot very deeply um, I know my dad definitely is too um, and I figured that you know to share it to share such a deep part of Um, human evolution I'd say of healing trauma and awareness evolution coming to this point of relative versus absolute conditions versus unconditional and really being able to connect them you know individual healing and societal transformation or whatever so many different frameworks to to say it in but um i suppose cultural somatics too which i have a lot of people who i really admire who do this um um and uh 
I would say that it's a personal journey for everybody. We're all beings. We all come into this life with conditions. These conditions mostly cause a lot of, not mostly, but they can cause pain and suffering. And it's nice to be able to talk about this so deeply. Um, if it's, it's a little bit hard because it's not like I have these conversations on the daily. In fact, I barely have them. And I think that's why I felt that it'd be the brave thing to do to really post this here because I'm showing the process, part of the process of healing trauma, which is really feeling these things deeply and exploring them. And, you know, a big part of that is also not just keeping it within you, not just having isolation. If you're the black sheep, it really helps to find other black sheep. So I'm, I'm just posting this here in hopes that this may help some of you who are dealing with a lot of deep pain right now. Um, and I think deep pain is a really wonderful way to start the journey of exploring your story, exploring your ancestors' stories, feeling it in your body, um, fully letting it flow, not being ashamed, but just feeling it. You know, I keep feeling a lot in my body as I talk about this, and as somebody who does craniosacral work, a lot of it is about body connecting to not just how I feel in this moment, not just my unsettledness at this moment, but all of my ancestors who had very vivid experiences with fearing death, fearing violence, fearing, um, you know, so many bad things from white people, their nervous systems being completely hijacked by even just the sight or the thought of a white person, and that's completely understandable given the terrible, terrible things that happened during slavery in the U.S., and, you know, if you're not black, I'm sure this can apply to different mass events that may have happened for you, but here I'm just holding space for the recent events of white violence against black bodies in the U.S. And this has rambled, in, rambled on a bit too long, <laughs> so thank you all for um, listening, if you listen this far, and... I'm deeply grateful to be able to share this, hoping that, you know, it may connect with some of you who are on your own journey of healing intergenerational trauma, um, you know, whether it may connect with your, if you're black, your blackness, or, you know, or just intergenerational cultural um, lack of being, being the group that was persecuted or had lack of power on a mass level, um, 
So these forces really inform body-mind work because body-mind work isn't just about us and our current point in society and our current conditions. It's about all the things that have built up over time. Um, and I believe there's immense healing in being able to look at it from this absolute framework. Yes, all of these conditions that I just referred to exist. Yes, we feel so much around them. But yes, we also have nervous systems. Yes, we have attachments. Yes, we're able to create secure attachments and we're able to heal difficult bonds um, by a lot of difficult work. Not necessarily heal those bonds, but we may lose a lot of people from our life. We may uh, kick a lot of people out the door. <laughs> we may create a lot of new connections, but I really believe in us and I really believe in intergenerational healing and the strength of our ancestors and calling on them. Um, so... African spirituality is deeply ancestor-focused and I've no doubt in my mind that my ancestors are proud of me for the work that I do for myself and for other people because it's not easy, um, but it's darn well worth it. Um, okay. Becoming your own ancestor. Goodbye. Thanks for watching.